0: Hello everyone. Welcome along to the Event Industry News podcast. This is James Dixon wishing everybody a very good morning, afternoon or evening wherever or whenever you are tuning in to this particular episode of the podcast from. Today's podcast is brought to you by our brand new sponsor Engage powered by D2i Systems, winner of best event management platform at the 2017 Event Technology Awards. To learn how to engage to learn how engage can make your business more profitable visit www.d2isystems.com forward slash engage and uh, whilst we're on with mentions don't forget to stay up to date with all the latest content from eventindustrynews.com by downloading the event industry news app so welcome along to today's episode and welcome along to our guest today joining us on the line from the usa mark gronofsky founder and ceo of g2 planet joins us today mark a very uh, a very good morning
1: to you Thank you very much, it's uh, it's very nice to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: And we should point out that, uh, God bless him, Mark has joined us very, very early in the morning. Uh, Mark, tell <laughs> us where you're joining us from today.
1: I'm in the Bay Area. So uh, just, just about seven o'clock here this morning, but uh, early bird gets the
0: worm, right? Fantastic. Absolutely. And uh, bringing us on to t- today's subject, Mark, um, you're here today to, to speak to us about trends in what is termed as enterprise event management. Um, as, I, as I said, when yeah. I introduced Mark, Mark is the founder and CEO of a company called G2Planet, which we will find a little bit more about what they do very, very shortly. But tell us first of all, Mark, what we mean when we use the term enterprise event management.
1: Yeah, we we think of the enterprise, and we treat the enterprise as as as, as a larger organization, many more layers than a, than a typical single siloed corporation. You know, these these very large companies. You know, Cisco, for example, Cisco isn't one company; it's a combination of a dozen or so. Right, three M mm-hmm. uh, has many, many, many business units. So, when we start to work with, when we as an organization work with large corporations like we do. One of the first things we do is we try to understand where all the pieces and parts are, where the different business units are, how many different components there are in the overall corporate structure. And what we're typically finding is these monolithic organizations have many different business units and groups, hence an enterprise. So they're almost businesses within businesses or sister businesses all lined up underneath the same brand.
0: So when we then uh, identify what we're terming uh, 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 enterprises and these big businesses, then where do you guys come in at Juta Planet and, and what are the trends in enterprise event management and how does that differ with these big companies from standard event management?
1: Yeah, well, typically what we see is a corporate structure around event marketing and that event marketing corporation or corporate team rather serves not only the brand, but it also serves internal business clients. They might be business units, There might be product groups. So we see a lot of uh, internal business client kind of concepts coming to life with this this department uh, that used to be sort of onto its own, but now it's got to represent and promote the brand. At the same time, it's got to promote the individual agendas of the various business units. Mm -hmm. So we... uh, we work with, and, and inside those business units, they often have a Marcom person. That's the liaison to the corporate event marketing kind of individual. Mm-hmm. The, the business units often do smaller events, but the bigger things, the tier one, tier two, sometimes even tier three events, whether they're hosted or they're attended industry events, typically funnel through then the corporate department. So we, we often work with our clients and we hear them talking about their clients and really what it is, is it's their internal business colleagues that they're serving.
0: So, uh, I suppose that brings us nicely to, you, you've used the word we a couple of times, so what, what do we do? Tell us about G2Planet and, and how you fit into the, to the whole enterprise event management sector.
1: Yeah, G2Planet is a software and services company, enterprise software and services company. We focus on corporate event marketing. Uh, so we began about 18 years ago and um, I personally have a background in the events industry. Um, was uh, aware of the pains and challenges and opportunities, frankly, um, that events as a medium bring to the corporate environment. So, we uh, are enterprise software uh, individuals. We come out of enterprise software, ERP systems, Salesforce automation, CRM. Mm-hmm. So, what we saw was a tremendous opportunity to help not only marketing, but corporate event marketing as part of you know, sort of marketing resources management, if you will. So we approached the uh, opportunity that way and have focused exclusively then on corporate event marketing and, and even more so enterprise, uh, the enterprises that do this.
0: So I guess over 18 years of existence, first of all, that puts you in the realm, certainly in the grand scheme of things, as a more experienced event tech supplier, uh, when we've seen such yeah. a boom in the last four or five years, you know, to, to be in the industry for yeah. 18 years is is significant. Um, and when we go back to how we introduced today's episode, which is looking at trends in enterprise event management, I guess you guys have been able to see a fairly broad picture from 18 years in the industry yeah. of how trends form. Um, I suppose tell us a little bit about it might be worth looking at some of the historical trends first of all How you've seen things develop before we look at what today's current trends are
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When when we first Started back in 2000. uh, There was a lot of focus on just getting the data and 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 gathering um, Information it was really a production focus. It was you know ensuring that things were happening It was very utilitarian very logistics oriented in terms of executing on the production of events. Mm -hmm. You know, certainly over the course of the last 18 years, we've seen lots of uh, evolutions occur, right? You know, as the internet has exploded, as mobility has come onto the scene, as social media has presented itself on the landscape and now consumed us, you know, the event business and the, you know, the event marketers are responsible for staying on top of all of this and embracing it and folding it into their, their campaigns their activities, their plans. And so, there's, there's something interesting that happens in corporate event marketing software, which is very unlike any other kind of software sector for the corporation, and that is that it's constantly evolving. It's constantly embracing evolution and new trends, almost to the point where you've got to do something different than you did the previous year because otherwise you're viewed as stale. Sure. So there's certainly things that happen in our society and in our industry that are constantly influencing, um, which the event marketer needs to stay up on. But then as, a, as an overall, we've seen the migration of the, di- the discipline turn from being simply focused on production and making things work to now trying to do things that are more personalized, do more with content, do more with micro communities, and be smart about what you do for your guests. So we like that very much. We like the notion of making things more relevant, making things more personalized for their guests, whether it's your hosted conference guests, whether it's your guests into your trade show at an exhibit booth, at an industry function, a lot more personalization experience.
0: Do you think that with all of these different considerations now that that, that uh, are having to be made by organizers at this corporate level, that by comparison to 18 years ago when you first started, before smartphones, before mobile devices, before the internet even, that it was actually easier to deliver these types of corporate events because your focus was so clear you didn't have all of these different vertical strands that you were constantly having to juggle and, and maintain and think about what content you can generate for it
1: absolutely without question um, it, it was you know i think about the ford you can have it any color you want you know as long as it's black right <laughs> and and there was a little bit of that back in the event i mean people were just focused on getting the event off and now it's the the variations are unbelievable the the requirements around flexibility and the dynamic nature of putting something together are amazing. If, if this is why software is so challenged to serve the event marketplace because it's constantly evolving, changing. They want, they, the client want something new and different whereas software is built on the model of, I build it this way, it's applicable for everybody. Sure. So um, it's, it's frankly one of the reasons we don't talk about products. We don't have products. We have platforms. We have configurable platforms we bring to our clients and we get it tuned with the very um, sort of high-end professional services group that brings sort of a white-glove approach to what we do to fit it in exactly the way they want it and evolve it with them over time
0: when again forgive me if i sort of talk a little bit about the, the historicals but i'm always interested to talk no. to an event tech company that that, that that says they've been in the industry for such a long time and, and i suppose <laughs> that's partly because we speak to so many startups and new providers and make no mistake there's some fantastic new technology that's burst onto the scene in mm-hmm. recent years but i'm always curious to see how event tech performed and, and was actually developed um you know b- b- back before the internet and before the, the ways in which we communicate now. Um, when you first launched the, the platform um, and the platforms that you talked about, yeah. how how were you able to deliver them logistically at events? Was it was it stuff where you would literally have to have trucks of hardware turn up? How was it used by the actual organizers?
1: Yeah, yeah, we, a uh, combination of things, certainly hardware, is a part of our mix. Our licensing model includes three elements. It's a software services, hardware rental model that we bring to our clients. So sometimes the solution requires hardware, sometimes it doesn't. So obviously in those cases where it does, we're either bringing it or we're working with an AV partner to bring it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it really depends on the solution and what they needed. Um, but I would say the when we when we brought these platforms to the market, James, it really wasn't about us going into a lab and creating something and then saying, ah, here it is. It was really more a matter of sitting down with people across from the table and saying, you know, what do you want to do? What are your challenges? What are your opportunities? How do you want to get your voice out there? What sort of objectives do you have? And we would listen and we would put that through the software filter that was in our brain and we would say, okay, how do we use automation, data management, you know, um, information management across the enterprise to help you solve your problem?" And, and then we would just deliver a solution back to them. And G2 Planet has grown organically over the 18 years. We have not gone out and raised money from, from the, the private equity market. We've stayed very true to our, our roots of working very closely and being client-driven and just building these very long-term relationships that we have. So very organic in that way. And it's really engendered uh, these relationships and built these relationships of intimacy with our clients that, you know, continue and prosper to this day. Uh,
0: I'm curious to ask your opinion on something, and that is to referencing the organic growth of the company, whether or not you think that, that startups and companies that have developed undoubtedly a great idea for some technology in the last two, three, four years can actually effectively implement that within the industry if they don't have the organic growth and the organic track record of developing over a long period of time those relationships with clients
1: oh I, I certainly do i 've got a good friend who runs a company who 's raised twenty million dollars in equity um, you know, private money from from equity partners and he 's doing a fabulous job of what he 's doing, but he 's very focused on a niche, very focused in a certain area and, it's broad, and it 's broad and it frankly, it gets outside of the event business, but it it uses the event heavily in, 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 in what it does it 's a meeting management application. So I think it's certainly possible. I'm not here seeking to, you know, just say this way is the only way. There's many different ways. Um, it's just the way that G2 Planet has come uh, through our journey of being who we are is this organic approach.
0: Sure, sure. Going back on the, onto the subject uh, that we're talking about today, which is trends in event management, when we yeah. when we identify what trends are and how they come about, are trends are the trends that you see? the ways in which your clients are utilizing your platforms differently, or are the trends driven by changes to the platform that your clients come to you and say, can we have this, this, and
1: this? ask the question again? I didn't quite follow the question,
0: James, please. Uh, okay, so, so you have your existing platforms that are available to users yeah. and, 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 yeah. and services that you can deliver for your clients. And when new yeah. trends develop through the use of yeah. those systems, is it are the trends how they're using the system? Or will a client come to you and say, Mark, we would actually like to see this functionality within the system, uh, and that's where the trends develop from? Or is it a combination of both?
1: It's really the latter, actually. I think I would say 80-20, the latter. They're coming to us and saying, hey, we wanna do this. Can -hmm. can your system support this, right? Um, We're always bringing uh, carefully and without compromising confidentiality, we're bringing ideas to our clients in a consultative capacity. So we often say, hey, did you know that the platform can do this too? And that often sparks innovation within an account. But the ones, the, the stuff that we're really interested in, you know, that we are on the very front edge of the evolution is clients coming and saying, we want to do facial recognition check-in. How can you handle facial recognition check-in? We want to run registration through voice recognition technology, make it easier, make it make it cleaner. You know, mm-hmm. is that is that technology plug-in available? You know, another couple of trends that we're seeing, those are just sort of evolutions of technology, right? That's bringing in. independently created technology and folding it into this event discipline. Other things that are happening from a trend perspective in the, in the, in the discipline itself is these micro events, micro communities emerging, right? So we're seeing a tremendous amount of micro communities developing inside of a larger event audience. And what does that mean? Uh, That means there's different registration flows. There's different profiling of individuals. There's different content tracks, the whole, Sourcing of content through call for papers and, and speakers and then the managing of the sessions and the building of the agendas. It's all very Microclimatized if you will. Yeah again going back to creating that experience that highly personal highly relevant experience for the audience
0: And, and I'm, I'm looking through your website at the moment and I'm looking at uh, Some of the clients that you're working with and and these are yeah. um some of them that i'm looking at here are major technology companies in their own right in terms of what they yeah. do and, and 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 the services that they deliver how much pressure is there on you as, a, as, a, as an organization to continually stay up to date with what the wider technologies in, in, industry is doing and not just what the event industry is doing i guess you've got to have your finger on the pulse of two completely separate industries to make sure that what you're delivering is always applicable
1: yeah, absolutely. And when we start off, started off on this journey, you know, almost 20 years ago, we, we made that conscious decision. I mean, it was, it was Intel in 2003 that said, Hey, it's great. We love what you're doing, but it can't run on Palm. If you remember mm-hmm. back in the day, Palm OS, it's got to run on, you know, uh, a, a windows based platform cause that's what our mobile environment is. So we would bring it over mm-hmm. and support their technology with their partners. And, right. and then you'd go over and you'd work with another client and they would have to, you know, they all want to eat their own dog food, so to speak, and showcase their own technology. So we're constantly looking at how do we serve these tech companies that are in this space, allowing them to use their own technology as part of their demonstration. And that just feels really good. I mean, it feels really good to be able to help them not only execute on a business function called event marketing, but do it with their own technology because they love that. They love that.
0: Uh, I'm Again, just referring to, to your website and, and looking at some of the information on there, there's some interesting statistics, one of which is um, 95% G2Planet's client retention for multiple yeah. engagements. Just, just, just explain to people a little bit about what that particular stat um, means for you guys.
1: Yeah, What that means is that there's just a built-in longevity model here in the events industry, if you do it right right? If you, if you build these relationships the right way with your clients, Mm -hmm. you know, events come back every year there. It's, it's, it's a moving medium over time. And, and since the beginning of time, human beings have gotten together to exchange ideas to create, you know, to have a commerce experience. It's going to continue. It's, it will always continue as long as we have two legs and are walking on the earth surface. So, you know, our goal is to say, how do we and again, build these relationships and listen to our clients so that they continue. So we've been fortunate enough to work with companies who are very loyal. And once they get things figured out, they want to stay with the, the vendor that's helping them figure it out as long as that vendor is, is, is malleable and can evolve with them, which we have done. So you know we're, we're pretty excited about the fact that we've got these long-term relationships that we can continue to innovate with.
0: And again, just referencing what I mentioned earlier about it being a competitive marketplace, a lot of new tech startups coming to market in the last three, four, five years, um, that, that must make it even more competitive than any period in your lifetime as a company. Um, have you also had to develop relationships with some of your competitors? And do you have much contact with them in terms of seeing what they're doing? And, and how is the marketplace when it comes to relationships in general between suppliers?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, what we've seen is is these kinds of companies that are coming out. There's been a lot of focus on point solutions, trying to specialize in a certain area and and doing it better than other people. And it's a big enough playing field. There's a big enough need in the marketplace where there's plenty of opportunities for point solutions to come in and develop a discipline and an expertise in an area. So you know, our whole approach with our clients has been client service oriented. So if a client wants to work with another provider in the ecosystem, we want our client to have the best solution. We're happy. We have a philosophy internally at G2Planet, which is embrace and extend. So mm-hmm. if the client comes to us and says, Hey, we like what this mobile application vendor is doing. Yep. Not a problem. We'll embrace it. We'll extend it into the larger platform environment that you have created and we'll push them to the next level of value for you so that you're you know, getting what it is that you're looking for.
0: Absolutely. Very easy to do. When it comes to operating, you are operating as a business and you're in business to make money ultimately and making money comes from offering good products, from good services, from providing a good level of support to your clients. But it also comes with keeping costs down. Um, How has the change in mobile technologies and better quality internet connections allowed you to grow as a business I suppose financially, if if you could if, forgive me for using such a blunt term, um, compared to how it was 18 years ago when you started, do you have to put less, fewer people actually physically into live events, and you can work remotely from them? How has how has the change in technology actually benefited you as a business?
1: Um, interesting question, James. Very interesting question. I, off the top of my head. I I don't know. I I mean, it's helped us provide more sophisticated solutions to our clients. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I don't know that it would, I don't know where it has actually helped save me money on my gross margin, you know, ratios. It's, it's really been leveraging that technology and innovating using that technology for our clients where we've gotten the value, right? I mean, we certainly as a company are finding benefits in evolution of technology where, you know, we're no longer hosting our own data center or, you know, co-locating our servers in somebody else's rack. I mean, we're up in the cloud, right? Sure. And it's a whole lot easier to work, you know, with, in running virtual machines and the whole scalability sysadmin architecture. You know, certainly those things have allowed us to save uh, and find efficiencies and save costs and sure. things of this nature mobile has really been more about giving our clients faster access to information they need wherever they are whenever they want it um and so it's really been more the benefit of the solution than it has been efficiencies for g2 planet
0: sure and, and i suppose to put it into into context for for, for people who who may not have got, got exactly what i was asking um take this podcast for instance right now I'm speaking to you from thousands and thousands of miles away. I'm sat with my laptop and a microphone and some headphones. You're doing a similar thing in, in your office at the moment. If we wanted to do this 18 years ago, it would have meant The two of us meeting somewhere with a couple of microphones and a cassette recorder, and there would have been a cost in actually getting us to that location in order to do it. And I guess I see similar parallels with with any form of service that's that's provided via computers, via software, via data connections. Is that the development of Ah. the internet and better connection speeds means that people don't actually have to physically be somewhere in order to provide that level of, of tech support. You know, your guys, I guess, could dial in for, for, from anywhere and, um, and help yeah. a client that yeah. may be using one of your platforms.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely correct. And on that front, you know, as I further understand the question, you're no question about it. I mean, our, our development team is, uh, even though I'm here in the Valley, in Silicon Valley, the Bay Area, this is not where our engineers are, (laughs) you know, um, our engineers are in another part of the country and we're able to find economies of scale to do that and cost, you know, advantageous cost models to, to be able to do that. And we use technology like this, like we're using this morning to find efficiencies and improve efficiencies and, and get on and troubleshoot. One of our biggest clients, you know, a a very important client strategic to us is Citrix. Well, we're massive users of GoToMeeting obviously, because of their uh, long-term client of ours, so we're constantly and, and there's a wonderful number of wonderful web meeting solutions out there, right? Zoom is one of them that we're using this morning. Webex, yep. of course, as well. You know, so there's a whole host of them, um, but it's these kinds of infrastructure technologies that help us find efficiencies with our with our operations
0: absolutely and and i suppose bringing it back to to today's subject and looking at at trends in enterprise event management um i guess Mm. you're always constantly refining constantly building constantly improving what you're doing is there anything that you guys are working on as we speak that you hope to bring to market this year that you can tell us about or you know stuff that's recently come to market and changes to your own platforms that um that have been a direct result of input from your clients
1: yeah, yeah, we've got a client that's uh, uh, is really pushing the envelope in terms of getting their sales team involved in their corporate conference, mm-hmm. right? So when you look at these corporate conferences, you know these, I'm I'm getting all my customers, partners, you know, um, even press together, you know, once a year big event. It's it's the it's the it's the grand show of my company, if you will, in the marketplace. These are. Customer events, customer events means there's got a sales focus, they've got a marketing focus, a positioning focus, a, an education focus. And, you know, at these corporate conferences, you've got a lot of salespeople running around with the relationships of the attendees and trying to introduce new products or understand more about what the customers need. So we've always t- talked about these corporate conferences and having a big value to sales. We have one client that's putting their money where their mouth is. They're evolving and having us evolve how their sales team interfaces with the conference from the beginning all the way through the conference through the end. And what I mean by that is they're going to their sales team and they're leveraging their sales teams for audience acquisition. Mm -hmm. They're leaning on the personal relationships that already exist and they're incentivizing their sales team to not only reach out to their clients to, to drive audience acquisition, but they're rewarding them if they do. They're using. You know discounted passes and nominations of vip clients in a a methodology then when they're coming on site they're giving their sales reps heads up as to exactly what their clients are doing in very careful ways alerts notifications hey did you know that john just did this over here so that i can have a better understanding of what my clients are doing on site and engage them and then after the event they're giving them diagnostic tools and analytical tools and insight into not only individuals but what accounts did on site. So as to better understand how they interface with the content that was provided through the event so that they could take that and leverage what the sales team is trying to do by way of their mission and objectives to do a better job of it based upon this microcosm of an industry company that just occurred. We're really, really impressed with what this group is doing and we're excited about you know being able to build this with them.
0: Uh, and as you continue to build, um I'm going to reference a very, very simple piece of software that most people would would probably use day to day, which is something like Microsoft Word or or Excel, you know, simple, um, simple software that actually, in reality, most of us that use Word will maybe use, I don't know, five, 10% of its actual capability. (laughs) And very few of us will know every single function that that particular piece of software could actually deliver for us. I yeah. uh, no doubt that, 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 that there may be a, a, a parallel there with, with what you do. So I'm curious to know, is, yeah. is much of your time spent working with clients outside of their actual event times in order to work with them and train them in how best to use your, your software? Is, 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 much, is much of your time spent doing that and going out and saying, here's what you could be getting from it?
1: Um, we do spend time with that, but maybe not like, the word model. And here's why, you know, word or a lot of other typical software systems are multi-tenant architecture. So the, the client, all clients get the same system, right? That's yeah. not what we do. We, we deliver single tenant systems. And those single tenant systems are very configured to what that client needs. Right. So we bring a tremendous power of capability, but so much of it, the curtains are drawn because they don't see it because we turn off certain things. What we will do from time to time in our consultative space is to sit down and say, hey, this is possible. This is possible. And we draw a curtain back and say, here's something. But if they say, you know, we don't have time to focus on that or no, that's not of interest because it's not an objective. We just pull the curtain back down and they don't get confused by the other 95 percent of the navigation options and and seeming features there. So as to, you know, distract them from their core focus of using the pieces that are relevant that we've enabled.
0: I get what you're saying. So as opposed to a a one-size-fits-all model, which would be the case of of the particular software that I mentioned, you you guys are taking a more bespoke approach to it.
1: That's exactly what we're doing. And it's proven to have challenges, certainly, from the typical software scalability model. But moreover, it's been more advantageous in terms of building these long-term relationships with clients, helping them use the tool in the most efficient manner, and then revealing things to them as they need it, as they evolve. Uh,
0: but before we uh, uh, wrap up today's episode, as, as, as we approach the end of our time today, Mark, um, working within the events industry, you are continually working with people who are there to, to promote their event, to promote themselves, to promote the businesses that are attending their event. Um, how do you guys after 18 years still stay fresh how do you still source new business how do you still attract new clients what what do you guys do to go out there and get involved in the industry so that people know who you are if they've never used you before
1: yeah it's uh well we really work very closely with our clients, and as as I'm sure you know, this is a very small industry at the end of the day. And when people move around to from one company to another, most of our most of our um, exposure has been through these very personal relationships. And someone moving from company A to company B, and or an agency um, personnel who's moved from this agency to another agency. So most of like like the business has grown organically. Most of the new Client acquisition if you will or new opportunity has also been organic. Mm -hmm. We are now starting to focus more on our marketing we are now doing more by way of uh, Communicating out to the world, you know, this what we think is the best-kept secret in enterprise event management So, you know, our website has evolved considerably Uh, We're doing a lot more by way of publishing ourselves through our blog and trying to stay in touch with people at the same time share and give back to the industry some of our findings and, and whatnot um so yeah it, i think it follows that same organic path that we've taken with our with our products and our clients with our it's, it's happening with our marketing uh, and our website is probably the best place to, to hear about us and become aware of what we're doing
0: well i think that brings us to a very uh, opportune moment then um, if people do want to get in touch having listened to today's episode how can they do so
1: yeah. Um, I, our website, www.g2planet.com is the best place to go. We've got a contact page and a couple of different ways, um, to submit information to us if they'd like, uh, phone numbers are published there as well. Uh, and then of course I'm always available. I take a very uh, hands-on approach. My email address is Mark M A R K at g2planet.com. If anybody wants to send me a note directly and, uh, we just, we just, we, we find ourselves very fortunate to be in this situation to be helpful. So our, our goal here first and foremost is to provide the service and, uh, and, and to be able to help, you know, clients solve their challenges
0: fantastic uh, we've been joined today on the podcast by mark gronofsky mark is the founder and ceo of g2planet.com uh, um, he's joined us over from the uh, the bay area there in um in california um very early in the morning so, so once again as i mentioned at the top of this episode mark we, we do appreciate you uh, having such an early start to join us um in what is mid-afternoon as we're re- recording today's um, particular episode thanks very much for your time um uh, mark has already given his details uh, about how to get in contact um if you do want to keep up to date with the news from eventindustrynews.com our own website don't forget to download the event industry news app which is available for all the major mobile devices and just a a quick um, note about the podcast new episodes of the podcast go out every week but we recently announced that a live episode of the podcast will be broadcast on the last wednesday of each month uh, around about 5 p.m uk time um, in the afternoon so you can tune in via the event industry news facebook page that's on the last wednesday of every month i'm also delighted to say that uh we have a new sponsor on board for the podcast uh for 2018 the podcast is brought to you by engage powered by d2i systems winner of best event management platform at the 2017 event technology awards to learn how engage can make your business more profitable visit d2isystems.com forward slash engage that brings us to the end of today's episode our thanks once again to mark for uh, for joining us mark thanks very much for your time my pleasure thank you james for having me and uh, we will see you all again on the next episode of the event industry news podcast my name is james dixon thank you very much for joining us goodbye